0: Welcome, everybody, to another great episode here of The Patrick Carr Show. It is Monday morning, which means it is another exciting Monday morning monologue. Uh, I appreciate every single person that joins us for these episodes. Today's topic is one that I'm very passionate about. It is about changing the way that you think. I want you to think about something, everybody. 60,000 thoughts. That's the average number of thoughts that a person has in a day. How many of those thoughts are the same as what they were the day before? You might say, you know, Patrick, I don't really know the answer to that question, but I want you to really think about it because it's important as we start this conversation together. How many of the thoughts are the same on your way to work as you go to pick up the kids, as you go to the gym, as you deal with problems that arise in your life? And I'm not saying they're the exact same thing, but let me give you an example. Let's just say on your way to work today, or maybe it was yesterday, whatever it might be when you watch this, you run into traffic. Do you think the same thing every time you run into traffic in the morning? Do you think to yourself, man, this is an opportunity for me to listen to more of a podcast and to better myself? Do you think to yourself, you know what, man, again, I should have left earlier. I do this to myself all the time. Do you think why this is happening to me? I'm the only one that this happens to. What I'm trying to point out is that your thought when you run into traffic is primarily going to be the same as what it was the day before, the time before that, and the time before that. Our thoughts and our reactions to what happened in our day, the 60,000 thoughts that we have, are primarily going to be the same as what they were yesterday, but they don't have to be. If you want to change your life, if you are not where you are right now, it starts with changing the thoughts that you have in the day. It's changing the 60,000 thoughts and how you approach and react to situations that are going to happen to you. And so I want you to think about that as you begin your day. In the next couple of hours, in the next 30 minutes, for some of you, most of you, in the next couple of minutes, something is going to happen that you don't expect. It's going to go when you you go to, I don't know, get a bowl of cereal and there's no bowls there like they're supposed to be. Boom, something happened to you. How are you going to react to it? What's your first initial thought? Is it anger that somebody didn't do it? Is it an opportunity to teach your kids a lesson? How do you normally react to something? And then I want you to go in and say, is that the way I've always reacted to it? And am I getting the result that I want out of that reaction? We must begin to change the way we think if we're going to change our life. And let's just say things are going well for you right now. Maybe your business is doing two million. Great, you're doing good. All right, but you want to get to ten million. What got you to two will not get you to ten. And so, even if you're doing good, it is the enemy of great. And you must begin to think, okay, what am I going to change that's going to get me to that point? Maybe you're not at two million. Okay, maybe you're not even at a million right now in your business. Eighty-three thousand is what you need to be able to do every month to make that happen. So, what do you do? Is you start by saying, what am I going to do to get to eighty-three thousand? And then once you get there, what am I going to do to go in and increase that? And it's going to start by changing the way you think and the way you approach situations that happen to you in your day. That is the first thing we need to get out of this conversation together. I want you to think today about the situations, the happenings, the things that happen to you, how you react to them, and if that reaction has given you the desired result in the past that you want for your life. Or has it given you more anxiety, more the things you don't want? cost you relationships. And then I want you to ask yourself this, why don't you change that thought? Hmm, you may know it's not serving you well and actually for a long time, you've known it's not serving you well. So why don't you? It's because you're scared and comfortable and okay where you're at. This is a real conversation that I want everyone to begin to have with themselves. Are you scared to change the thoughts that you have? because you're scared of the person that you could become? Are you scared because you won't know that person that you become? You're scared of who that person might be or how great they could be. Today, we're talking about changing your thoughts so that you can become that great person. And here's what the first thing you have to understand. You were meant to do something great. And if you're sitting in your car right now, and I tell you that, and you shake your head and you go, ah, yeah, Patrick, that's somebody else that you're talking to. That ain't me. BS. Yes, it is. You are meant to do something great in your life. Your kids are meant to do something great. Your family is meant to do something great. Too many people are walking through this world accepting average because they've been told that's what they should. That's what they should do. They're good because they don't want to be great. They're afraid of what they become because they're afraid that they'd have to lift that responsibility and that burden that's going to come with it. But I'm here to tell you, you are meant to do something great. And you can handle that burden. You can carry that cross. And so change your thoughts that you have in your day. And here's the first one that I want to review with you, okay? A lot of you out there, you need to get more desperate in your thoughts. Well, Patrick, I don't want to seem desperate. No, you need to get desperate. Because with desperation comes resourcefulness. I want to repeat that to everybody. With desperation comes resourcefulness. If you get desperate for something, you'll find any way to get it. If your child is dying of cancer, you'll find any way, do anything to try to stop them from dying of that cancer. If somebody has some kind of gun or a proverbial knife to somebody in your family, won't you do anything possible to go ahead and save their life? Of course you work because you get desperate And when you get desperate, people get resourceful. You'll find any way to make it happen. You won't care about anybody's feelings. You won't care about how you look to other people. You won't care when you're sitting there at the office looking at cancer articles and trying to figure out how am I gonna make this work and afford it. You're gonna find a way to make it work. You're gonna find a way to afford that medication for your child if they're going through cancer, aren't you? You're always going to. You're gonna get resourceful real quick when you get desperate. But so many of you out there, Your thoughts tell you, I shouldn't seem desperate. Your thoughts tell you, I got to play it cool. Because playing it cool is what you see on TV. Playing it cool is what you see these gurus doing, don't you? Why don't you stop playing it cool and start getting desperate in your thoughts? Start getting desperate for the things that you want to do and you want to accomplish in your life. Start getting desperate for the body that you want, the marriage that you want. Start desperately dating for the wife or the husband that you feel like you need and want in your life and that you deserve. Many of you got to start getting desperate with where you're at right now. Because when you get desperate, you'll find any way to make it work. And so whatever you're not doing in your life, whatever thoughts are not serving you, I want you to get desperate in the other direction. Now, for some of you out there, you're going to say, man, Patrick, I got a lot of things. Pick one. Pick one. Start there. I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with my wife. Get desperate. Start looking at it now and saying, I'm not going to wait until it's too late to save my relationship. I'm going to get desperate with it right now. Good for you. It'll be amazing what happens, how resourceful you get to saving that marriage when you get desperate about it. And I want to give you permission to do that. Stop looking at other people, other gurus, other stuff online, and start saying, you know what? I'm going to give it everything I got towards this one thing right now. Think about it. What is not going well for you right now in your life? Professional, personal, mental relationships with your children, relationship with friends or family. Think about what is not going where you want it to go right now. And I promise you, you haven't gotten desperate enough because you haven't gotten resourceful enough to fix it. And that's what I want you to challenge you to do today. We've already talked about the thoughts that are going to enter your mind, but today I want to talk about that one, one area that you can improve, and that's what's going to get it to you. Folks, I want you to understand that hourglass in your life, it's turned upside down right when you were born. You have a finite number of days, weeks, months, who knows, years left. You don't, you don't have all the time in the world, which leads me to my next point that I want to make with you. And I made this with my team earlier this week. Urgency. It's time to get urgent because when you get desperate, you get urgent. And that's what I want you to also understand. You're competing out there with individuals. You're competing against other businesses. You're competing against people like me. It's Saturday afternoon right now. Beautiful outside. I'm sure there's a bunch of ball games and great things that people are doing with their family. Not me. I'm here in an office by myself. Just got done at the gym. I'm sweating right now because I just got done and I'm pumped up and I wanted to do this for you. I don't stop. I move faster. I walk faster. I get out of the car faster. You better be urgent if you want to beat me. And that's your competition too. So I want you to think about that, okay? You moving with urgency? Are your thoughts out there, are they urgent? Or are you saying, I'm going to get it done eventually? I'll get it done tomorrow. Let me tell you how you can tell if you're urgent, if you're willing to do things now that other people are putting off later. And they can be small things. This is something I've trained myself to do very well in the past two years. When you see something that needs to be done, are you doing it now? Or are you procrastinating and putting it off to tomorrow? Today, you're going to come across something that you could do tomorrow. You're going to come across a small task that you could put off while you go do something else. You're going to come across something that you begin and maybe some distraction tells you you should go do another thing. Are you going to finish and do the things today that other people are going to put off to tomorrow? Or are you not urgent enough to get things done? Because when you're competing against people like me, if you want to beat me, you better get real urgent real quick. You better move faster, think faster, walk faster, do things faster. Because I don't stop. Do you stop? Is that the kind of leader, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, Is that the kind of father that you want to be, the kind of coach you want to be, the kind of leader, manager, mentor that you want to be in your life? What kind of individual do you want to be? And so what I'm telling you here is that you got to get desperate in your thoughts. you got to get urgent in your thoughts. And that and right there, those two slight changes in what you look at with your day will change the way that you approach those things that happen to you each and every day. Now, why don't we, right? I think that's the question is, why am I not urgent enough? Why don't I have that desperation? I tell people that I'm going to go do something, but I don't do it. I don't follow through like I should, Patrick. Huh. Why is that? Well, first of all, I want you to know you're not the only one. I struggle with this. Leaders and entrepreneurs that I, that I interview every single week, they struggle with it too. But it's because distractions, everybody. Distractions are what is keeping you from achieving those things that you need to be urgent about. Too many things are stealing your attention. Your phone, folks, this thing right here. It's a powerful weapon for and against you. How are you guarding your time, your eyes, and your thoughts with this thing right here? Are you? Are you actively doing that right now? Or is this right here controlling your life? Are you controlling it? Are other people that you're seeing on here controlling your life? How distracted are you by this? How many things out there, how many slight addictions are you dealing with that you're not telling other people about? See, what I'm telling you is that there are a number of things out there that can steal your joy, they can steal your focus, they can steal your passion away from you. And while you think you're out there and that you're doing what you can, you're not. One of the best exercises that I've thought about here, if you really want to decide or really want to figure out if you are distracted is begin to write down what you do every hour. Do it for three days. It will absolutely change your life. My friend Jesse Latson up in Jacksonville, Latson Construction, showed me this at a conference, and it did change my life. How much time are you spending talking on the phone, watching Netflix, flipping through and scrolling through your feeds? How many times are you, How many hours are you paying attention to what other people are saying, the content that they create instead of putting your own thoughts and ideas to video, instead of creating your own concepts, influencing the world in a powerful way like you want to? doing things for your business, not seeing what other people are doing for theirs? How distracted are you by this thing right here? And isn't it time to take accountability for that? Or are you just gonna let it keep on going another week? Are you gonna keep on watching the things on here that you know you shouldn't watch? Something hub? Hmm? You gonna keep on letting that distract you from your marriage? Would your kids be ashamed of what they see on there that is distracting you right now? Would your wife or your husband be ashamed of it? How many text messages are you sending to people that otherwise you shouldn't be sending them to? Folks, these are real thoughts when you want to talk about you changing the way that you think right now. Yeah, you can get desperate, you can get resourceful, you can get urgent, but until you take this right here and you say, I'm going to remove the distractions in my life and get focused, then you know what? You're not going to be there. So let's just say you do do that though, okay? Because we're always, I'm going to, I'm going to take you through this, okay? I want everyone to stay with me right now. We've got an urgent. We've gotten resourceful, right? Good. We've removed the distraction, so now what's the problem, Patrick? What's the problem with the way that I'm thinking? I'm not able to get there. I feel like there's a roadblock right here, and I've felt this before, and it's because you're not clear on what you want. If you want to change your thoughts, sometimes it just takes this, and I really want you to listen to me here. Many of you have not gotten clear on what you want, and the worst thing that's happened to you is that you've seen a little bit of success. You've actually seen a little bit of success, even though you weren't clear and you got a little bit of a high. And I was reminded of this. I was with a a trainer, Chuck Toki, amazing individual who sits, who trains sales reps who go door to door, belly to belly sales. And he points out that one of the worst things that can happen for a new sales rep in an industry is that there's a script that's provided to them. There's a script that they need to stick to. There's a plan that's in place. There's a right way to do things, and they've been trained on it, and they know it. Now, it's not easy to do things the right way, and so what they do is they do things the right way a couple of times, and they don't get the desired result. They then start to take a couple shortcuts, and they get lucky. They close a deal. What do you think they do then? They're like, oh, I don't need the script. I don't need to keep on doing it the hard way. I'll do it the easy way over here, and they start doing it that way, huh? And then they go to another house, and they go, oh, okay, well, let me just take another shortcut, and boom, they get a sale. Before you know it, they're barely doing what they were taught, and then once that doesn't work because they got lucky a few times, they start to wonder, why is this not working? Why am I not getting the desired result? And they begin to fail, and they can't go back to the basics because it's not ingrained in them. What they did is they took too many shortcuts, and now they're lost. They got away from the script. And so what I want you to tell you is this. You got to know what you want. You've got to be clear on it, and if you are not clear on what you want, there's no way you're going to achieve it. Yeah, like I just said, you may get it right, get a little bit of success, but in the long run, you're never going to get to where you want to go because you haven't been clear on that goal, but it's scary, isn't it? Scary to look at that goal. Scary to go ahead and put it into words and put it into your mind and write it down. Scary because you're afraid you're going to fail. Scary because it makes it real, doesn't it? I've got mine. I'm not going to share it with everybody yet, but I have it. And when I do, people will laugh. They're going to go, that's impossible, Patrick. You can never do that. It's a crazy, and impossible goal. But I'm clear on it in my mind. I assure you of that. What is yours? If I ask you right now, we're sitting across this table right here from one another, And I said, what do you want to accomplish? Could you clearly articulate it to me or would you not be clear in your goals? Because if you're urgent and you're resourceful, you're doing that and you've removed distractions, but you don't even know what you want with your thoughts, then how are you going to get there? How are you going to get to where you want on a map if you have no idea the directions that you're taking? Or maybe you know the directions, but you don't even know the destination. Folks, you've got to know what you want. And so I want to tell you this. Stop. Stop the distractions. Stop with all the thoughts. Stop thinking about other people. I need you to sit down and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish in just a few minutes of focus that most of us are not willing to take. A few minutes of actual focus. And I want you to write it down. What do you really want in life? And I'll tell you the people I really like when I do this with them are the people who say, I want money or I want influence and power. I want people to look at me and respect me, or I want nice clothes and I want to walk into a room and everyone go, Ooh, people say, well, that's shallow, Patrick. No, but it's real. That person has a much more likely chance of getting there because they're actually going to do it. And it's real in what they want. than that fakeness where someone says, you know, I just want to make a lot of money because I want to give so much to people. I just want to help more people in the world, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. If that's what you want, great. Go. Wonderful. Articulate that. Or do you want the big house that people are jealous of? Do you want to roll up to the restaurant and people open the door to the Lamborghini and people get out and, man, who the heck is that? Do you want that? Then stop being ashamed of it. This world tells you to be ashamed of what you want if what you want is material. I'm here to tell you life is better with materialistic things. Will it make or break you? No. I see a lot of people that have little and they're very happy. They have joy in their life and they're pursuing a purpose. I see other people with a lot of things and they're miserable and I sit down and I talk to them or have a morning meeting with them. I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but what I am saying is that you have more of a likely chance of getting to where you want to get if you'll be real and clear about what you want and stop being ashamed of it. You want a beautiful wife? You want somebody that people look at, You looks like a model, looks like something you'd see online, but man, go after that. Say that is what you want. And don't accept anything less than that because that is what you deserve. You deserve greatness. You do. Not the next person down the line. You deserve greatness. You want that husband that has this? Go find that husband and that man. You want in your personal life, you want this business that does this? Then say it and be specific. You are a media company and you want in the next five years to ensure that you are the one who films, edits, and delivers a Super Bowl commercial? then say it, hashtag Blue Collar Media Group. I want it, I need it. In our world, when you're filming, that's a big deal. Do you don't want to do a documentary on cobalt mining in Africa? Then say it. It's my number one thing that I want to do. Number one. So what I'm telling you is this, everybody. Get clear on what you want to accomplish and that clarity provides a roadmap. Without it, you have no destination. You're blindly throwing darts at a board, and every now and then you might achieve one. Sometimes, though, that is the worst thing that can happen. Well, why don't you, though? If we do that, a lot of times people will get clear on their goal, all right? They get clear. Let's just say that. And now I'm going to tell you why you don't actually execute on it. Because of fear of cab driver number three. This is something that comes from Ed Milette, a person that I look up to tremendously. And Ed, maybe one day you'll see this episode. I hope you do. I've taken this to heart. So many of us are living this movie of our life for cab driver number three. How many of us have watched a movie to the very end and the credits start to roll? I want you to pretend that that movie that you're watching is the movie of your life. And as those credits start to roll, the main characters are at the top. Perhaps it's you, husband, wife, your parents, siblings, the people that were closest to you, friends and colleagues. And if you watch that credit roll in your life for an hour or two hours or three hours, it's going to keep on going. And at the very, very, very bottom, you'd have things like cab driver number three, Uber driver number 126, somebody that you briefly had in your life Somebody that didn't matter, somebody that absolutely had no effect, and somebody that should never, ever influence the way that you think, act, feel, but yet you live your life for cab driver number three, worried about what their opinion is of your business, of your relationships, of how you look. I have to guard my heart against this all the time. Just the other day, I was thinking about what shoes I was going to wear, and I thought, would somebody think this is too much? Do I look a little too brash out there? I thought, who gives a crap? I had to check myself. Do I care what person number 863 walking past me on the sidewalk thinks? Why are you letting these insignificant people in your life control your thoughts and who you are and what you can become and the fear of what that person who doesn't matter, doesn't care about you, and probably if they ever met you would root for you not to succeed what they care about in your life? It's your life. Stop living it for people who you don't know, nor do you care about, and they don't care about you. Now, the people at the very top of those credits, great. Live your life with purpose for those individuals. But stop living your life for cab driver number three in, in fear of what those individuals are going to think about you. And be real about that. Do not be that individual, everybody, who says, no, nah, I don't care. No, nah, it doesn't matter to me. Yes, it does. And so stop saying that it doesn't. It does matter. One of the main ways that I've been able to improve on the way that I think I want to go over this is because this doesn't change the way you think. But I'm telling you, yeah, it does. I want to be open with you about this. It does change the way you think. It's who you surround yourself with. Because if you surround yourself with the right people, those people will offer you thoughts that you otherwise will never think of. So many of the the things that I say on the show, I get from more brilliant people than me. I just mentioned Ed Milette, Chuck Toki, Chuck Toki, Toki in this, in this episode, people that are brilliant, much smarter than I am. And so what you do is when you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, number one, you're going to, through osmosis, pick up on things that are going to otherwise improve your life. I hope that those people and those of you that watch this show regularly and those that are joining us for the first time, you're getting that today. That is my goal. I don't make a dime for doing this. I do it because I want to bring value into your life. That's the purpose that I have with doing it. But other than people that are smarter than you or more experienced than you, surround yourself with people that challenge you. How many people are you going to be with this week that challenge the way that you're thinking? not people that you know you talk to and you're witty with and you guys give each other some crap or not some colleagues at the office who you tell something to and they go, oh, that's cool, you know, whatever. I'm talking about people that you can tell an idea to and they challenge you. I'm so fortunate to have that on my team. We have a culture at my company of challenging the way that I think. And I welcome it. You ask anybody on my team, we have regular, regularly, we sit down and people tell me, nah, I don't think we should do it that way, Patrick. Well, I'm going to push back on you on that one, man. No, no, no. I think it should be done this way. Now, sometimes we'll disagree. Sometimes we do agree. Sometimes they offer me a different way of looking at things. But more importantly, how many people are in your life on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that challenge how you feel about a situation? Is it a lot? Is it none? Do you go home and do you say your piece and then everyone just kind of smiles and nods their head? Are you the boss and everybody's afraid to tell you how they feel? Are you, are you afraid to actually listen to what they have to say because you're afraid of what they would say about you? Your pride is getting in the way, isn't it? Where do you fall in this? Because if you're not surrounding yourself with people that challenge your ideas, where are you going to find ideas better than those that you have? And if you feel that you're the smartest person in the room already, boy, you're about to get a big wake-up call, everyone. Most people are good at one thing. That's it. It's going to take a heck of a lot more if you want to build a business that beats mine. Heck of a lot more you want to beat the business that builds the best that there is. And if you're where you are and you're good, it's going to take a heck of a lot more than one thing to get you where you want to get. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about it. And then if you need to correct it, if you're not around people that challenge you, start. And it starts with a question, everyone, an honest, earnest question. Who do you spend the most time with? And then you need to go to that person and ask them. What can I improve on to become a better leader, manager, and give them the permission to be honest with you and be honest with them that it's okay? I promise you what's going to happen is they will tell you. Probably they've been dying to tell you. But if you're not willing to accept it, if you're going to hold that against them, do not do this, okay? But you need to honestly go to people and begin to ask, what can I do? How can I become more influential? How, How would you trust me more? How can I be a better leader here? Go start asking the questions of the people that you spend the most time with. Start surrounding yourself with people that are willing and able to challenge the way that you think. And I'm telling you what the cool thing that'll happen is this. The more you begin to look for feedback into your decisions, that feedback loop will become stronger, quicker, more impactful. People that you give permission to the next time you give them again and again and again, they'll just start giving you feedback, expecting that you're ready to hear it. And then things get special because then you're constantly getting an influx of ideas that are better or different or worse than yours. Maybe something that you, they say jogs your memory and you make something a little bit better. You have to be willing to surround yourself with people that challenge the way that you think or you will remain the same. And there's no way to improve your business or personal life in remaining the same in your thoughts. Surround yourself with better people. And the last two things I want to say right here. I need you to do something here for me. I need you to begin to dissect your thoughts through the lens of gratitude, everybody. We all need a shift in perspective. You know, I look at what's going on overseas sometimes. I think to myself, boy, if that was happening here, those things that I find to be so relevant and pertinent right now would mean absolutely nothing, wouldn't they? I find it to be an amazingly wonderful exercise to dissect your thoughts through the lens of gratitude. Thankful a healthy man wants a million things, doesn't he? What does a sick man want? One. That's it. He just wants to feel better. just wants to be healthy. So I want you to think of those things that happen to you each and every day. Are you dissecting those through a lens of gratitude? Or through a lens of arrogance, anger, entitlement? I promise you, if you're doing the last, you're probably not going to live a very happy life. Don't do that. You're better than that. There is so much to be absolutely gracious for. If you're healthy right now, boy, imagine if you weren't tomorrow. Imagine if you woke up a terrible pain in your side and went to the doctor and found out you had stage 4 cancer. Wouldn't you wish for the problems that you had right now? Go talk to somebody who's been in that situation. Boy, I bet they wish they could have one more healthy day with the people that they love with their business even, their colleagues or employees. They could go to one more meeting without the pain, but you're worried about that meeting for a completely different reason, aren't you? Worried about what you're going to look like or what you're going to wear. Don't be that individual. Look at your thoughts through a lens of gratitude today, and your life will be more fulfilling, more purposeful. It'll put things into perspective. And the final thing I want to say about thoughts is this, and I hope that you've stuck around because this right here is the gem of the day that I want you to understand. The biggest lie that people have told about the way that you think in business, because a lot of this revolves around business, everybody, is that once you find the thing that you love, you never have to work a day in your life. How many of us have heard that saying, right? I'm here to tell you today it is the biggest lie ever told, and it causes so much grief and strife in people's thoughts. And it has for, I don't know how many years. And I want today to put that to rest. Once you find something that you love, the work is just beginning. Because the work makes what you love worth it. Let me repeat that. The work makes what you love worth it. If there was no work involved with the things that you are pursuing with your passion, with what you love, then it means nothing, does it? Think about that. The person who says, I want to play in the NBA, that is my love, my passion, my drive. I have to play. I have to be in NBA basketball. I have to be the best in the world at basketball. When they, well, you never have to work a day in your life because you know what? You found what you love. No. You have to work every day of your life when you find something that you love. Every day. And so stop thinking you're entitled To anything. One of the biggest killers of dreams is entitlement. People who believe, you know what, I shouldn't have to keep on working this hard because I'm entitled to this. I do love this. I am talented at this. I am a great speaker. Shouldn't I be on those stages right now? I am a great athlete. Shouldn't I be on that field or on that court? I'm entitled to be there. And this thought that, well, you found something you love, you should never work a day in your life. What a bunch of crap. No, you found something you love, now it's time to get to work. Because the real work begins when you do find what you're passionate about and what does give you purpose. And so perhaps, just maybe, when you find it, begin to say, you know what, my perspective is that the work is beginning right now. My perspective is that nobody owes me a thing. <sighs> no one owes you a darn thing. Not this world, not your boss, not your family, friends, husband, or wife. Because you owe, no one owes you anything. You got to go get it. You want to be the best in the world at something. Go get it. You want to speak on that stage in front of thousands of people and positively impact their life and sell your books? Then go get it. But you better get laser focused, huh? No one owes it to you. Not a darn person owes you a thing. And so you better get focused on what you want. Well, Pat, I'm stressed. Good. Ain't nothing ever come of anything that, was, that wasn't that was stressed. Go to the gym. Stress those muscles to make them better. How many marriages that really are strong marriages have been tested and stressed? If you want to get something, if you want something worth getting in this world, it's going to come with a lot of Stress. Stress right there, I'm telling you, it's the currency to success. You're going to have it. So go get it, everybody. Change the way that you think when these things are happening to you. Change the way that you approach what your dreams are. Get crystal clear on them. Get urgent with them. Remove the distractions in order to get there. Change your thoughts, everyone, and you're going to be able to change the direction, the altitude, the speed of your life. That's what I want for you today because why you deserve it. You deserve greatness. Your family deserves greatness. And when anything comes across your day or anything comes across your plate today or this week, and you begin to have that sliver of thought that you're not worth it, darn it, you are. You're worth every single bit of it. And I want people to understand that about themselves here. And it's the reason that we do this on a Monday morning. Man, I want you to take the passion that I've got right now and I want you to apply it to your week and to say, I do deserve it. I am worth it. And you are. That's the powerful thing about it. You're unique, you're wonderful, and you deserve something great. Not average. Average people don't watch this show. People who watch this show, you want greatness. I want you to go out there and I want you to get it this week by changing your thoughts, everybody. Tell you what, I'm fired up. I was fired up before I got to this episode. Just got done to the gym. I'm sweating to begin it. I'm sweating right now, and I love it. Um, It's Saturday. I'm going to go. I'm going to do a little bit more work right now. I hope right now you're having a productive Saturday, but more importantly, I hope you have a productive week ahead. Get after it, everybody. Get urgent this week, and I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday this week. We'll have another podcast with another great entrepreneur. I'll be back next Monday for another monologue. Make it a great week ahead, everybody. This right here is the Patrick Carr Show. Later.